Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. I am your host, Victoria Lynn. This April, we are celebrating Earth Month, a time when we come together to take accountability for our impact on the planet. This week, we are joined by a true sister in sustainability, Caroline Scalora. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are just going to jump right in and get started because I am dying to talk to you about your community service initiative, Sustainability. So please tell us a little bit more about your mission and goals. Yeah, so it's so great to be on here. Thank you so much for having me. So I started sustainability. Um, Really, I got into sustainability as a subject when I started college. So I took my first course, and it really was like an eye opener to all of the climate change crisis that we're in, but also how easy and crucial it is for everyone to be involved. So even as an architecture student, I can be involved in the sustainability movement no matter where I am. So I started this um, CSI because I wanted to show everyone that they all have the ability to contribute to sustainable actions in their everyday lives as well. So with all of the issues going on in the world, I mean, unfortunately, we just saw the aftermath of another shooting here in the United States. You know, we are seeing people below the poverty line. We're seeing a number of issues worldwide. With all of these problems going on, why did you choose to focus on sustainability for your community service initiative? Yeah, um, well, there's certainly so many problems, but I think sustainability, the beauty of it is that it is such a cycle that includes everything. So it's a really holistic approach to just, I guess, how we live our lives. So just like climate change, there's so many, there's a lot of buzzwords that are involved with sustainability. And I think a lot of people don't realize like the true causes and effects of climate change. And it's really everything in our society causes it. So, you know, manufacturing, over-consumerism, um, transportation, all of those things. And then when you start looking at the sustainability side of like, okay, how can we combat that? Then you just do small actions in your daily life. So there's 17 different UN Global Sustainable Development Goals, and they're all so diverse that it includes so many of these issues that we see in society and how we can work together to kind of build this sustainable future. And as I say, like build a better tomorrow today. So that's why I chose sustainability because I think there's a place for everyone to fit in in the sustainable movement. So you mentioned that you're an architect major and I know that you have a minor in sustainability. So can you talk a little bit more about the intersection between architecture and sustainability? Yeah, absolutely. So I, my dream job, my aspiration um, has always been to work in the theme park industry. I grew up a big Disney nerd, so I knew I wanted to do architecture at a very young age, and that has always been my goal. Um, I pursued sustainability kind of on a whim. I knew I wanted to study it, but I had no idea kind of what it entailed. So once I started getting involved in sustainability classes, um, I saw that I could get LEED accredited, which is Leadership in Environmental Design and Energy. Um, Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. I'm sorry, but so that's by the U.S. Green Building Council. So at post-graduation, I'm looking forward to getting accredited in LEED so that I can design with that official stamp of approval, basically, that is a sustainable building. Um, So with that intersection in my future career in the theme park industry, I'm hoping to kind of make the sustainable movement there because there's not a lot of sustainability happening um, on that side of things. So I was able to attend IAPA, which is the international um, amusement park and attractions, um, the industry. It's a global, it's a big global summit. 
I was able to attend that with a few thousand people in Orlando, Florida this past November, and I attended their first ever um, sustainability summit. So I learned a lot about how sustainability looks on the theme park level and how we can continue to do that, um, continue to work for a sustainable future on the design side. So that's kind of where I come in as an architect is by through concept design, we can start like kind of involving sustainability at the very first steps of design so that it's carried through throughout all the new projects and for years to come. I really love the point that you made um, a little bit earlier. You know, we talk about the 17 sustainable development goals all of the time on this podcast. That's the whole point is talking about the diversity of the sustainable development movement. Um, and I also really love, you know, the discussion of sustainable infrastructure. It's so important to, nowadays that we're seeing, you know, I'm from Pennsylvania and I think we might be the state that's known for having the worst roads in the country. And so just simple little things like that, you don't think about how the impact of having bad roads impacts how much gas you need for your car and therefore the emissions that you are putting out in the world. So I really love hearing, you know, the intersection of sustainability with different industries, because it's a really unique perspective that different people get to bring to the sustainability movement. But like always, we're not just here to talk about the impact that incredible women are having on the world, but the impact that they're having on the modern sustainable development movement. In honor of Earth Month, we are going to take a look at sustainable development goal number 13, which is climate action. And I think when people think about sustainability, their mind immediately goes to climate action, which is no surprise uh, because environmental sustainability is by far the most popular of all of the pillars. For the United Nations, the largest focus for this goal is to take action to combat climate change and its impacts. And I'm not here to argue sustainability or climate change with anybody, um, but I think we as a people can agree that we're seeing the impacts of global environmental change happening through droughts, large drastic weather events, um, and rising sea levels. And while these issues are incredibly serious, they also bring on a slew of other negative side effects. However, to our listeners at home, as scary as climate change is, it is currently, and I say currently with big quotation marks around it, it is currently reversible. We just need to start taking action to reverse the effects of climate change, and it begins with us. So, Caroline, as an advocate for sustainability, what would you say is the number one action that an average everyday person can take to help fight climate change? Well, kind of on a broad level, I am a big advocate for education and stewardship. So those are two things that I that have drawn me into the sustainability kind of world. So listening to podcasts like this, I also host a podcast called Sustainability um, <laughs> Ability in in um, parentheses. But we, um, you know, when you educate yourself on more ways to be sustainable, it'll kind of start clicking. So one big thing for me is during Earth Month is I have a whole campaign going on of sharing a sustainable tip um, every single day of April. So there are little things to do at home. Today, it's use your dishwasher over hand washing dishes because actually a dishwasher uses a ton less water. So thinking about little small things that you can implement into your life to cut down your water usage, lower your food waste, and just make a positive impact on the environment is really going to change the way you live, but also have a trickle-down effect of affecting everything around you and just making the world a better place. 
I love that. I'm a huge advocate for simple changes. I run a, an everyday uh, hashtag sustainable changes challenge. Um, so I always... I thrive in those moments of when people are like, what can I do to live sustainably? So I always love it when people are talking about what we can do because it really, sustainability is simple. And I think people don't, can't wrap their head around it because climate change is scary because these global issues are huge. It's not the most easy topic to kind of consume, but kind of sticking with that fear that comes with sustainability 100 companies are responsible for 71% of carbon emissions that are released into the air every single day. So when examining statistics like that, it's really easily, it's really easy to feel powerless as an average person. So as an individual, how can we help fight statistics like this? I think for me, at least, like I look at that statistic and I'm like, okay, how can I support local small businesses? And because they're not making that impact, you know what I mean? Like they're making a good impact on our environment. So how can I support local businesses? I'm from Delaware. So how can I support my small businesses in Delaware? But also how can I support um, businesses that are really have the corporate and social responsibility? That's really important to me when I'm looking for a job right now. I've been you know, interviewing for a ton of internships in the architecture and theme park industry. And one thing I always ask them is, hey, what does your sustainable plan look like sustainability plan look like? And how are you taking corporate corporate and social responsibility for this? Because this is a big deal now for corporations to kind of, you know, admit that they, you know, take that accountability with them as they move forward. So when you can support businesses that are cohesive to sustainability goals, you're going to support a better future. Um, I also think like some smaller changes are like, hey, everyone buys clothes. Why don't you buy clothes that are secondhand from Poshmark, go thrifting, or buy from just like ethically and sustainably sourced brands? I mentioned earlier that I'm not going to try to convince anybody that climate change is real. Climate change is real. I'll say it again. Climate change is real, but whether or not you agree with me, a big question is how do we, as people who believe in climate change, what do we say to somebody and how do we combat those people who don't believe in climate change and don't think that this issue is as big as it is? Yeah. And I think this, um, you know, this question is really tough because I've had conversations like this, like all the time of since even high school, when, when I took my, you know, environmental sciences class and people were like, hey, I don't think climate change is real. It's like, okay, let's have this conversation in a space where everyone feels kind of safe to say what they want to say. And I think just having those discussions um, and being able to see both sides is really important in taking like, you know, for me, I like to put myself in other people's shoes and see, okay, why, why do they not believe this? And how can we make sure that every, all the information that we're sharing about climate change is very factual. So it's not opinion-based, but it's just the facts. So that's why I kind of always resort back to like, okay, let's look at the United Nations. Let's look at the, you know, I always point to my Auburn University's Office of Sustainability because they're always going to provide like the facts, the science, and the evidence. So when I can share those kind of resources and a broad um, like kind of a chain of resources that really helps people to understand and get a grasp on it, but also in the news, it's really important to read all sides of the news, no matter where it's coming from, make sure you're reading a bunch of different sources and not just one so that you're able to kind of see um, all different perspectives from where everyone's coming from. I love that point of education and being open to that conversation because it really is 
important when you're dealing with differing views to just listen to people. I think a lot of the times when people are having a disagreement, it's just because they don't necessarily feel validated in their feelings. Um, and you mentioned a little bit earlier that for you, it's important to become educated on sustainable and global issues, but how are you helping to educate others about sustainability? Yeah, so I think I mentioned um, I also host a podcast, so it's called Sustainability, Ability in parentheses, because I do believe that everyone has the ability to contribute to sustainable actions in their everyday life. So by hosting that podcast, I'm interviewing um, people kind of just like you, but I'm interviewing a ton of people in various backgrounds, whether they're nonprofit owners, um, they're you know already in the professional workforce, or they're colleagues and students. So um, interviewing them from a bunch of different backgrounds and professions to show, hey, like someone that's in finance is working on sustainability. How are they doing that? Because it kind of eliminates all of the buzzwords and things out of our conversations so that people can kind of see how they can implement sustainability into their own lives. Um, some other things I'm doing, I am partnering with a few different organizations. So I'm really passionate about ending hunger. So I am proud to support Helping Hands Ending Hunger. Y'all should go check them out and support them. They're a nonprofit founded in Georgia. So they are sustainably ending hunger through reducing food waste in schools. Um, I also am trying to work on some passing some legislation with LEAD, so the Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. I'm really hoping um, for some new legislation in this um, in the future, future years to come um, across America. So I'm, you know, trying to get plugged in there. Um, and then I'm also just in climate action. I am um, a real believer, as I've said multiple times now, in education. So I'm trying to work together with some organizations to develop some sustainability curriculum for schools um, because it's kind of proven um, in a few different cities that have sustainability curriculum that you know, children are able to get the sustainability background at a very young age. And when we invest in children and their education, we're investing in our future. So they're going to go on and make a big difference in sustainability in their futures, um, which is building a better tomorrow today. So those are all some little things I'm doing. Um, and those are kind of like big projects. So we're looking at a big, <laughs> long time frame. But um, I'm, I'm super excited for this. And I just really hope that people at home are able to see that you can get plugged in anywhere on the sustainability journey. Um, it's just really, you know, you got to see what you're passionate about and then the, it will start aligning with your goals a lot. So I really, I, I'm super excited when people talk about, you know, the different points, the different aspects of sustainability. You know, you mentioned how multifaceted this, this issue is. So when looking at the 17 sustainable development goals, and this is a question that I love to be asked because I think it's a great way to talk about how broad they are. When you look at the 17 sustainable development goals, do you have a favorite goal? What is it? And if you could introduce a new goal, what would that be? Oh gosh, a new goal. That's a hard one. Well, I guess I can say that's, that's really hard because I have like, four favorites, but I guess I'll say like the one nearest and dearest to my heart is ending hunger. Um, I've worked since a very young, so I guess, yeah, so kind of in grade school going back, um, I had a really memorable service experience where I realized that, you know, my own neighbors were food insecure just five minutes down the road from my school. And that was like my first ser service experience seeing that and I realized like, hey, we need to make a change. Like something needs to happen here. So one in eight Delawareans are hungry and it's growing to one in five children in Delaware are hungry. So it's a really big number. So I've been throughout high school and now college 
um, I've been trying to find ways where we can reduce food insecurity. And through the COVID-19 pandemic and things like, you know, inflation and all of those, all of those crazy things happening in the world, um, oil prices, everything affects hunger and food insecurity. So at a young age, I realized that there was hunger in my community and I really wanted to solve it. I wanted to figure out how we can fight food insecurity with there now being one in eight Delawareans hungry and as much as one in five children as a result of things like the COVID-19 pandemic, inflation, increased oil prices, all of the things. So there's just so many things going on in the world and this all impacts food insecurity. So I've been really working hard to support organizations like Helping Hands Ending Hunger that are truly making a difference in their communities. So I'm trying to bring that to Delaware um, because things like emergency food drives are great, but they're not attacking hunger at the root causes. And we need to start investing our time and attacking it at the root causes so we can grow for a more sustainable way of ending hunger. Um, so that's something that's, I guess, really near and dear to my heart um, and something I'm really passionate about. Um, a new sustainable goal. That's really hard because I feel like all of them are so like diverse and different that there's so many. Um, let's see. I think I have to go down the architecture route, but I don't. There's already sustainable cities and communities. So maybe um, I guess I would say like sustainable um like construction and materials maybe i think that's like it's it's you know it's intertwined with a few different goals but i think when you put it on its own plane it's a really interesting um kind of route to go down in sustainability because there's a whole world to explore in new materials and new technologies but also like vernacular architecture that's been used for thousands of years that's still still sustainable so it's really important that we don't have to actually invest in new technology to create sustainable spaces in the built environment. So I think that would be a great new goal in the uh, UN Global Development Goals. I think that's a great goal. I mean, you're right. We do have kind of a little bit of crossover there, but I think it's what's interesting about each person and their different journey through sustainability is we all do have a different direct line to why sustainability is important to us. And that's a great point because I, you see like how wasteful construction can be. I mean, even just demolition, what do you do with those materials afterwards if they can't be salvaged and reused? So I think that's a great focus on kind of the environmental side, more the environmental side than the social side of, of creating a sustainable change when it comes to construction. Sure. So Caroline, what is the one thing, the one piece of advice that you would give to any young person who wants to change the world? you can do it. Like, I know it sounds so cliche, but just start. I didn't know. I knew I wanted to do a podcast for like years. And I was like, I don't know how to start. I don't know what to do it, how to do it. And then I talked to someone that had their own podcast and they were like, just start. It's like that simple. Like you can figure it out and like flesh it all out as it, as you start working towards your goal. But by just starting and creating a plan, that's that's like the biggest step is just starting. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like that's not that like deep of an answer there, <laughs> but um, it's truly like I am a big person of like planning and implementing goals. I'm very goal oriented. So when I have a goal and I don't know, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to like get here just by like jumping in. That's like 50 percent of the way there. You know what I mean? So just jump in. You're going to you are going to change the world and whatever you put your mind to. Like it's going to happen. You've, you've got it. As soon as you have the passion, like you can do anything. 
I see so many parallels between the way that I would answer some of these questions and, and, and our experiences and a lot of the work that we're doing. And so I'm so grateful that we have had you with us here today because you are really a sister in sustainability. I mean, the work that you're doing is going to help change the world. You're exactly right. So to our listeners, if you have a plan, if you have an idea, go out there and do it to help change the world. Before we get going and start closing out, can you let our listeners know, give us a little blip. If you had to sell your podcast, your 30 second pitch of what it is and where they can listen to it. Yes. So my podcast is sustainability. So ability is in parentheses there. Um, Very important. But it is that we all have the ability to contribute to sustainable actions to build a better tomorrow today. So go listen. You're going to find a bunch of different interviews and they're all going to be titled with different professions or different things you'll hear in them. So please go give it a listen. You can find it on Spotify podcast, but it will be coming to Apple podcast soon. I promise y'all for all the Apple users, (laughs) but yes, please go give it a listen. Um, And if you want to contact me in any other way or be on the podcast, you can reach out through at Miss Wilmington 2023 on Instagram. Caroline, thank you so much for being here with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, learn more about how you can help achieve the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals by following us on Instagram at Sisters in Sustainability Podcast and at Sustainability Starts With You. Join the hashtag SisPodNation today and remember that sustainability really does start with you. Thanks for listening. 